You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. Six in a row. He's Sal Montes. I'm Adrian Bratis. Welcome back to Minor Talk. Our telephone number is 880-5763. That's our telephone number to get into the show. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. That's 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter if you'd like to talk about this one with us. The Miners have now won six straight. Joe Golding's team is rolling, playing its best basketball all season long. Today was the Jamal Bienemy game. 36 points, uh, career best for the Oklahoma transfer. And, man, what a game Jamal Bienemy had, especially icing this one in the late stretches of this game. Uh, the Miners have been playing absolutely, uh, you know, they have overachieved up to this point under first-year head coach Joe Golding. There's no doubt about it. And this was a back-and-forth game. It wasn't your prettiest game by far, but this is a, a road-test game. And we talked about the Miners in, in the last edition of Minor Talk uh, being in that second tier of Conference USA. Well, one of those teams who's also in that second tier is Rice, who's not a bad team. I like Evie. I like Olivari, who went out after 28 minutes of action in this game. Max Fiedler is a great player. And then you have Pierre that they added this offseason, who's been good for them as well. Those guys are, are standout players for Rice. It's not like these guys are any slouches uh, at all. They shot 45% from the floor, 41% from beyond the arc, and hit almost all their free throws in this game while uh, grabbing 35 rebounds to UTEP's third. 33. So Rice is a solid team, but the Miners go on the road, Sal, and they beat them. It, it was a, a great performance by Bienemy. I know the Owls had an 8-0 run to close out the game, but UTEP did what they needed to do to win this one in the last part of this game. And uh, yeah, if you're a UTEP fan, you've got to be proud of this group. Yeah, big time, because what we've seen from uh, from the team before was uh, giving themselves an opportunity to be competitive, you know, try to snatch it. I mean, you could kind of flip it around and say UTEP gave that opportunity to Rice for sure, but um, the Miners were able to to be in a position to win nonetheless. I mean, sure, it got close near the end, but to be able to get those leads on the road and then still hold off the opponent, uh, big, big credit to them. Uh, now, granted, they cannot keep on doing that. It's very scary when they do that, but for you to get your sixth win in a row and a number of uh, those wins have been close and also uh, big road wins as well, I think that speaks a lot about how much this team has grown throughout the last month and a half. It really has, Sal, because they came into this game 4-4 four and four on the road, so it's not like like they were a yeah. terrible team away from the Haskins Center, and they came off that win that they had in overtime against Old Dominion. I think that was really what sparked them, to have that confidence on the road, to go out and beat anyone when they're away from the Haskins Center, and they needed that. They need all the confidence they can get. Um, you know, we've uh, we've uh, beat this one to, uh, to, to death, but UTEP is still dealing without Keontae Kennedy. They haven't had him since uh, conference play started, so they haven't had him for any of these games right here, yet the Miners are still showing that they can pull off these victories. They're comfortable now playing without Keontae Kennedy, and I'm not saying that's necessarily a good thing. It's just what you have to manage and, and do without somebody of that talent. So uh, I'm curious to see how this season moves forward because the Miners are in a really good place right now. Uh, they have to sustain this success, and I think, I, you know, I go back to something that Joe Golding said in pregame today, Sal, and maybe you remember this one yeah. because uh, Joe Golding was talking about the month of February just being important for this team, and 
uh, that, that the month of February, February is so important leading to March. He said this, quote, the teams that get better in February have a beautiful March. And I think that's yeah. easy. That's the easiest way to put it, Sal, because if you put in the work this month, this is what, what you need going into that uh, uh, signature month of March that we all know in college basketball. Yeah, big time. It's kind of like uh, kind of like classes. You know what I mean? You, you have your, your test the first couple weeks and then you have your midterm, but nearing the end of the semester right if you're starting to get a lot uh you know become more efficient you're getting better grades at that point the final is going to be a lot easier and obviously relating the final to the uh, the conference tournament so if this team can continue to find ways to win uh, it, it's definitely going to bode well for them because as the as the season end is approaching that margin for error becomes significantly slimmer it's not how you start it's how you finish exactly. in, in college basketball and uh, that's that's how we're starting today off here on minor talk 8805763 that's our telephone number if you'd like to talk about the miners and their successful uh, six game win streak 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency with 24 years of servicing El Paso from the west side to Fabens for home, auto, life, or business insurance. Contact the great people at the Oscar Arieta Agency. You can get started today with a free, no obligation insurance policy online at OscarArietaAgency.com. Also, want to mention that we'll get to our awards today. Not that hard to come up with our awards in this <laughs> I one. I wonder who, huh? Yeah, Hot Hand of the Game brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso, along with our player of the game. Thanks to Keith Southwest, uh, the Miners will take on North Texas on Monday. That's going to be an awesome game as uh, the Miners, hey, this is where they prove it. They're in the Tier 2, Sal. We've, we've talked about yeah. this. Uh, the Tier 1 team is North Texas, along with Louisiana Tech and UAB out of Conference USA. And if the Miners are trying to be among the best in this league and try to hang with the big boys, hey, play North Texas competitively. You have nothing to lose at this point. I know you have a win streak that you're riding, but mm-hmm. North Texas also has a win streak that they're riding. So a, a lot on the line on Monday. Yeah, big time. North Texas, one of them you mentioned, of course, uh, with uh, UAB being another and Louisiana Tech. The good thing is, is that the Miners will get uh, two cracks at North Texas, um, you know, starting with uh, the first being on Monday. Uh, but when we mention the other two uh, top tier teams, they're going to play UAB later down the road. And then also uh, they'll get another shot at a, at La Tech. But either way, though, Adrian, you, you get six opportunities against, uh, in my opinion, the, the very, very cream of the crop in the conference. you got to walk away with that at least two wins if you want to prove that you belong near that top tier or if you want to join it pretty soon yeah you're right on that Sal and North Texas they've won seven in a row going to their game yeah. tonight uh they I think they're gonna win it's UTSA, UTSA come yep. on let, let's be honest let's be realistic here so uh Mean Green could go into Monday with this eight game win streak Miners could go in with a six game win streak I love that. So much on the line right there. And you know what? What a difference what two, two and a half months makes because uh, when we look at Conference USA football, who was the top dog in Conference USA football? It was, uh, it was UTSA. And who did they wind up falling down to? You know, right. And now we look at basketball, and it's North Texas who's on top, and maybe UTSA has it in them. We'll see. 880-5763, that's our telephone number to get into the program. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. That's 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. The Miners are now 14-8 and overall, 7-3 and in conference play. 
I did not see this happening at all, where the Miners would be at this point, where they would have this kind of record right here. Didn't see that, that they would, you know, I, I kind of thought that they could reel off that win streak that they were on, but to go on the road, that's another thing. And, you know, I, I go back to Joe Golding's um, post-game press conference, or just conversation with John Teicher, voice of the Miners, and I, I really think he uh, spoke the way he did in extended minutes, and, you know, was extra complimentary of his team, just because... They had to get over that adversity that they faced at the start of January. I mean, it was guys out with COVID, guys out with injuries. Uh, Keontae Kennedy off off the team right now because he's dealing with his own injury. So U, uh, UTEP has been hit with adversity. They lost games to Bradley, UAB, Louisiana Tech, Charlotte, all in the month of January. Well, the Bradley game and the UAB game closed out the month of December. But you get the point. Miners had those four tough losses. They lost four of their last five games in that stretch from December 22nd through January 13th, and since then they've been unblemished, won six in a row, Old Dominion, UTSA, Florida Atlantic, FIU, and Rice strung along all those six victories. Let's see what they could do against a very good North Texas team who is the first place team in Conference USA. 880-5763, that's our telephone number to get into the show. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Let's go to Ryan, who's joining us out in Las Vegas. Ryan, what's going on? What did you think of this game? Hey, so <clears throat> these guys are going to – I have no nails left after that, like the end of that game. I'm like, come on, guys, let's get a stop. But um, one thing I, I, I did notice or that I commented was, like, that the ending to that game is not going to work against a team like UNT, La Tech, like the top-tier CUSA teams. I mean, I love pulling this win out, but they're, they're going to have to find a way to just clamp down on defense close out the game strong because these these good teams i mean imagine lofton from la tech would just take over and we don't win that game with that kind of defense there at the end um but man what a great win and i think i mean i want to give it all up to the players but this is the kind of game that we hired joe golding for right this is like the coaching the the you know the, this last stretch of six games is why we brought in coach golding to get that team ready through everything they've been through without one of their top players and to go out on the road and just, I mean, play a game like this, that, that 11 point run there at the end was awesome. And I just want to give it up to the coaching staff, like getting these guys ready to go. And I, I just can't help but think, I don't want to disparage the past, but I, I don't know that any previous UTEP coach would have got these guys there where we're coach Golding and his staff were getting them. So Props to Golding, props to uh, the assistant coaches, and just, man, I'm, I'm riding high this afternoon. So I'm going to hang out. Thank you guys for taking my call. I appreciate it, and go Miners. Hey, good job, Ryan. Appreciate the phone call, man. I want to touch on a couple things that you just mentioned right there. First off, inexcusable, the 8-0 Rice run to close out the game. Inexcusable right there. There's just no other way to put it. I just thought it was a little sloppiness by the Miners, their defense. They kind of broke down a little bit. And then they had the turnovers on the offensive side, which don't normally happen. So I'm going to take that more as an anomaly and that not necessarily happening um, you know, in, in late-game situations like we saw today. I mean, 
mean, you saw a turnover from Titus late in the game. Same with Jamal Bienemy. So you, you don't typically see that from your veterans right there. So I'll chalk that up to just, you know, a little sloppiness at the end. Rice taking advantage of it, but Miner still str- uh, holding strong. Sal, do you have anything on that, on the Rice uh, 8-0 run to close out the game? Are you not a fan of that uh, too? Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of it at all. And I, although this is really one of the uh, first times that we've seen them um, you know, kind of let a lead slip away. We saw it against Bradley earlier. And Old Dominion. And, and Old Dominion. Uh, so that's definitely something they got to work on. But but just in the general uh, or the grand scheme of things, when, when UTEP goes on these big runs and, and they have these, you know, either double-digit leads or near-double-digit leads, that seems to evaporate within, you know, maybe two, three minutes worth of gameplay because whoever it is that they're playing that night will be able to to get, you know, their own version of a 8-0 run, 19-0 run, or a, or hold UTEP scoreless for a certain amount of minutes. I think today it stretched somewhere around three, something like that. That's something you, you cannot do. They definitely got to figure out how they can keep their foot on the gas after, uh, you know, going full speed. I still haven't seen them figure that out yet. Uh, but fortunately tonight, that lead was sizable enough to uh, to not have to, um, you know, hand that lead back over to Rice. 8805763. If you'd like to follow up Ryan's call, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. We'll get to some tweets. Got a lot uh, that came in. But just to continue off this one and to go off your point, Sal, UTEP went on a third. 13 to 4 run to close out the stretch from I, I guess it was like the five minute period all the way to the 130 minute period. Yeah. So UTEP was up by 11, 71 to 60. Then Rice goes on that 8 0 run to close out the game. I mean, that was the last one minute, 30 seconds. 8 0 run to close out the game. They were, uh, UTEP was up 71 68. And then Biennemi iced the game at the free throw line and the Miners won 72 to 70. But they even allowed that last bucket by Rice. Uh, they, that really makes it, what, a 10 to one run yeah. to close out the game. And you know what, though? I, although it, it does count because, you know, it was made um – in reality, I don't, I don't really consider that that final bucket anything to really look at. So, yeah, there was only what three seconds. Yeah, yeah the, it didn't the, matter. The game was decided at that point. Yeah, I, I agree, Sal. Let's go to Twitter eight eight zero five seven six three. That's our telephone number if you'd like to talk with us over the phone. Uh, but a lot of tweets to get to. Uh, real, wait, real quick, I just want to mention one more thing that Ryan said because I have it here on my notes. He said, you know, um, he has to give a lot of credit to Joe Golding for kind of moving past all the adversity that they had and continuing on with this season. You heard Joe Golding in post game, very revealing with what he said. He said. You know, it could have been easy for this team to kind of pack it up and say, hey, we're looking to next year. This is year one. Let's scratch this off. But he didn't feel like that was that was uh, the right thing to do with guys like o- older players like Sule Boom, Titus Verhoeven, uh, you know, Jamal Bienemy. He didn't want to do that to the veterans who he came in and he promised, hey, if you're going to stay here at UTEP, I want to win early. I- I'm not here in the business to just make this a full rebuild and get my players in and kick everybody else out. So, um, just yeah. comparing it, you know, he didn't want to say it, Ryan, Ryan didn't want to say it, but just comparing it to the previous coaching staff and Rodney Terry in year one in 2018-19, the Miners had that, you know, young nucleus of guys that Terry brought in with a couple recruits that Tim Floyd left uh, behind, like Paul Thomas, Evan Gilliard, guys that really didn't fit the Rodney Terry system. Well, mid-season, midway through this season, even the February stretch, it was rough. So uh, Miners didn't do much at that part of the season. It kind of looked like they were looking to the end part of the year and yeah you saw the massive uh, amount of or a lot of guys from that first class enter the transfer portal Sal and, yeah. and leave the team and that's probably a product of Terry wanting his own guys but you have I mean it's just a different style of coaching 
Terry wanted his own guys to be on his own team. Joe Golding is using what uh, Terry, you know, the guys that Terry left behind, plus the guys that he used, and he's he wants to coach it to the highest of its potential. And you know, you gotta. I, I mean, in some ways, now that it's uh, proven to be a little successful here in conference play, you have to tip your hat off on that move, and you have to call that a success for what the the decision was by Golding to roll with these guys and have it myth- with a mixed bag of new players. Yeah, and you know what, too? I think uh, although Golding does get a lot of credit, as he should, because he's he's figuring out different ways to win, uh, the, the players deserve a lot of credit as well. Just in, I mean, Coach Golding said it best. These guys could have packed it up. But when you look at the roster and you see guys who are veterans, on this team, you look at Sule Boom, Jamal Bienemy. Uh, you know he has more experience, more experience outside of UTEP as well. But uh, when you look at him, that's also a great deal of um, you know of experience that you have on the roster. Titus Verhoeven, even Keontae Kennedy, although he's not out there on the floor, I'm sure he's providing a lot of insight right now with this team. Um, there's a lot of guys on this team who would be damned if they catch it in just because things aren't going their way. They know that it's Conference USA. If you get hot at the right time, anything can happen. And, uh, hey, before you know it, UTEP has a six-game win streak. So I'm pretty sure that that decision to not cash it in either didn't even cross their mind. And if it did, it was only a slim chance. And now the result is a a six-game win streak. Jamal Biennemi had a career-high 36 points tonight. Seven three-pointers is also his career best. UTEP has not seen a player score uh, more than 36 points, or 36 points exactly, since Stephon Jackson did it 14 years ago against New Mexico State in December. Great find there, Sal, as you were looking that one up on, on your end, so credit to you for that stat. Uh, Jamal Biennemi, he, he was just balling today. He just could not miss down the stretch. Seven rebounds to to go along with his 36 points, four assists, three turnovers, three steals in 38 minutes of action, plus six today uh, for the Miners as they beat Rice 72-70. to We'll get to our Hot Hand Award later on in the show, brought to you by Wind Supply El Paso. We'll also get to our player of the game, thanks to Keith Southwest. But we're going to take a timeout right now. When we come back, we've got a lot of tweets to get to. We'll react to the tweets. If you'd like to call us, now is the time to do it. 880-5763 as you're listening to Miner Talk, brought to you by the Oscar Adietta Agency, right here on 6 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, Minor Talk is back. He's Sal Montes. I'm Adrian Bradis. Together we bring you Minor Talk. UTEP wins 72-70 to on the road against Rice. This is their sixth straight win. This is the first time UTEP has won six straight since 2016. And that year they actually reeled off a bunch of games. That was a successful year under a previous head coach, Tim Floyd. So let's see what the Miners can do. They take on uh, the conference's best team in North Texas on Monday. We'll have you covered. 600 ESPN. In El Paso, 5.30 countdown to tip-off with voice of the Miners, John Teicher. This one will be televised on ESPN+. Plus. I know a lot of fans were upset on the Conference USA streaming, uh, TV streaming, um, but this one will be on the Plus. So that's, uh, that's a good thing for fans. 880-5763, that's our telephone number to get into the show. We're presented by the Oscar ID at the agency. Let's go to Roman, who's joining us first on the phone lines. Roman, what's going on? Hey, guys, how's it going? Uh, thanks for the uh, <clears throat> opportunity to talk here, but yeah, the... Uh... Just a couple things I wanted to mention, you know, being obviously being a uh, longtime UTEP fan, uh, watching all the games that I can. Yes, see USA TV. It's kind of horrible when they're away games because you have to listen to those yeah, announcers and that's these bad. announcers during this game they were 
mentioning us as the team from the desert. Yeah, after every break, Sal, how about this? After every break, they'd say, all right, it's the Rice Owls, 70, and the team from the desert, 65. It was so weird. Like, they kept doing that. I just wanted to mention that real quick before Roman continued, but uh, well. that's so weird. I mean, hey, that's what happens. I guess sometimes when you're on the road, and or or when, how about when they call them Texas El Paso? Yeah, that, I hate the Texas El Paso. The team from the desert is a <laughs> U, new one, though. You of Texas at LP. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it's hey, Roman, terrible. keep going. No, no, just a, a real quick two points. The first one of uh, you know, thank God they won. I mean, I was watching it from the beginning of the end, and uh, a little disappointed after that twenty to six start. And then I think one thing I see, uh, and I like for Hooven's athleticism to the point where he can try to muscle it in and he's you know he's getting the confidence from the coach to get in there and do that he could do it unfortunately at this time you know he's like 50 50 like he's either hit or miss uh the other game i think against fiu feu um you know he was in there and he scored 14 points 12 14 points and uh he played very you know physical and he was making them but obviously when he's not making them it's not a good game because you know, it just looks ridiculous, and that's that first half after that twenty to six lead. You know, they uh, they were pushing it inside, and they were literally two feet away from the basket. They couldn't hit a puppy. They couldn't hit a puppy. They were right there, and they couldn't do it. And uh, I think that was pretty much the reason why this game came down to the wires. They they lost confidence at some point, or they just lost you know their ability to uh, accurately shoot that uh, uh, those little puppies. You know, those two footers and. It was frustrating watching that, um, but you know, obviously, good game. They won six game winning streak. I was there when Randy Culpepper, you know, scored against. Uh, I think it was East Carolina. He did the that uh, forty five point 40 game. Points. Yeah, 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 yeah. I-, I was there when he was when he shot that, and uh, I think it was Coach Barbie who was the coach as well. So, uh, but overall, good game. You know, I'm I'm excited to see Monday's game. Uh, I'll uh, go in with a realistic mindset, <laughs> so to speak, but uh, we'll see what happens. All right. Hey, Roman, appreciate the phone call, man. Great job on the points, and really appreciate you giving us a call on that one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Monday, too, to see what the Miners have and if they can stand a chance against uh, a top-tier team in this conference in North Texas who went to the NCAA tournament last year. Uh, Verhoeven, and just want to touch on this before we get to Tom, who's joining us next. Uh, our phone number is 880-5763, two lines available as we continue. Uh, want to touch on Verhoeven real quick, 12 points today, 4 of 11 from the floor. Uh, he had a frustrating game. Because he had some opportunities to score against Fiedler, but I think when you just kind of think big picture, he won the matchup against Fiedler tonight. And Fiedler was, in my opinion, was the key uh, in this one in order for Rice to win this game. Twelve points on six of twelve from the floor. He had eight total rebounds, four on the offensive side, two assists. He had one turnover, one steal in twenty-three minutes. I mean, Verhoeven really didn't let Fiedler do too much down low. I mean, Fiedler got his points. He got almost a double-double. He flirted with that in this game, and uh, he had some shots off the glass. But Verhoeven gave it right back to him. He was able to score against Fiedler. It, it got to the point where Fiedler couldn't even be in the game down the stretch. They had to go uh, with Poteet. They had to mix it up with Fiedler here, uh, and they couldn't really get him involved like they wanted to. So I think for that sure reason, right, right there, that's Verhoeven four straight games of guarding the other team's best uh, uh, interior player and Verhoeven pretty much winning that battle. I, I don't think it was pretty by any means, Sal, but uh, Verhoeven did enough for the Miners to win. And now UTEP yeah. all time, UTEP all time is nine and zero when Verhoeven scores more than ten points. That stat is bizarre. 
That's crazy. I love it. That means that he's got to put up those numbers every night. But uh, in all seriousness, though, uh, I think there was a stretch where the Miners um, and the Owls were, were separated by three points uh, somewhere around there, and they needed to get these big buckets, and was able, uh, Verhuden was able to take it inside the paint and get a big bucket. We've seen that a number of times throughout this stretch, and finally, finally, they're starting to get some points where, uh, you know, it's kind of been – I guess in, non-existent before, and that's that's in the paint. People are calling on a big man to step up, and a Titus Verhoeven is answering that call for a portion of these games. He just seems to be a little bit more efficient shooting, yeah. but I think he'll do he'll do a better job as uh, time goes on. Eight eight zero five seven six three. Let's go back to Tom, who's joining us on the phone lines. Tom, what's going on? Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, congratulations to Coach Golding and the Miners. Um, six wins in a row was the last time. We can remember that. Yeah, it's, it's really been a long time. Is, it's been almost eight years. Yeah, it's been a while, Tom. I just remember in recent years, Teicher saying, you know, I can hear it ringing in my head about how the Miners could not win on the road. When were we going to have a road win? We've had three in this run of six. So that, to me, shows that shows me that the Miners have a certain grit on this team that is um can't put my thumb on it but i think they've got another element in this team that's kind of new and they need to keep going and i think i think this is gonna this is gonna prove to be a really strong point in their next game i i see them playing north texas no problem head to head i think they could pull out the win um you know we've got two guys that we know can put up big numbers the enemy and boom can have a big night any given night and what you guys were just talking about with Verhoeven, he's the key because he's really only our true big guy that plays physical inside. So if he can continue to improve and continue to play really well, tough D, grab more rebounds, then it'll open it up for Boom and the enemy. That's what we've been seeing right now. I mean, that's why B enemy had the game that he had. But I noticed that tonight, uh, or in this game, excuse me, this afternoon, Rice was blanketing Boom, and Boom didn't force it. In year, in other games, Boom would force some of those shots that he didn't take today. He only had three points on one of seven shooting, but I thought he did a nice job sharing the ball and getting it to B enemy, who was just, who just went off. But you're right because they worked it inside to Titus, who honestly created a lot of opportunities for other guys. He had two assists in this game didn't really do justice to what I thought uh, Titus Verhoeven did by sharing the basketball today. So I'm with you on that, Tom. I think a lot of their success relies on Verhoeven to really step up. And so far, even though it's been up and down in games, he's won those battles. He's not winning them by much, but he's at least winning at 51-49 against the other big man. Right. One other question. What's uh, What's the status with Kennedy? I've been told multiple things, Tom. So, so I was told last week um, mixed reports. One one report told me, um, and this was Joe Golding himself saying it on his radio show that he would be back mid to late February, best case scenario. Uh, I also heard another story that hey, he could be shut down for the rest of this year. I know that he was going to see doctors this past week. Didn't hear anything from the coaching staff on what the status is, uh, but I'm sure we'll we'll have more on this next week hopefully we have some info uh, before the miners take on Marshall at home uh, I think that's next Sunday so a week from tomorrow so hopefully we'll have some information before that game 
Okay, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, appreciate it, Tom. Thanks for giving us a call. 880-5763. That's our telephone number as we continue. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Back to Twitter real quick. Let's go. Let's reel off some tweets. Uh, this is from Kevin at SleepyKev5. What's better than five in a row, six in a row? LFG Miners, let, we need to bring the same energy for North Texas on Monday. Hashtag Miner Talk. Pinky tweets us, I am in Houston, unable to attend the game because visiting older brother who is ill. He's the reason I am a huge Miner fan since 1964 and witnessed Glory Road. Great great to honor him, was going to the game. We listened together to Taish on the app, hashtag Miner Talk. Hey, I hope your brother gets better, Pinky. I'm glad you're out there with him, and uh, I'm glad he got, he was the one who got you into uh, Miner basketball. This is from Daniel, who tweets us, besides the near game implosion from this group, really impressed on how this group has gotten so much better from the offense from last year. Defense is really good too. They are at least the fourth or the third best team in Conference USA. Hey, that's saying a lot. If UTEP is the third or fourth best team in Conference USA and this is year one of Joe Golding, that says a lot about this team, Sal. Yeah, it shows the growth really that they've had uh, from the beginning of the season to now. And also, too, you're you're basically just past the midpoint of conference play. There's still a lot more room for this team to uh, to improve, to grow. So if you if you like what you've seen so far, and you know that trend continues, uh, this team could be a lot scarier come down. Uh, you know the end of regular season conference play. Leo underscore minor fan tweets us six in a row. Hashtag conference USA. Hashtag minor talk. Hashtag minor hoops. Tristan Pence tweets the program. What makes this win so promising is that UTEP won despite Boom being held to just three points. The Miners are getting contributions from several players, especially in the post position. UTEP is in serious contention for a top four spot in Conference USA. This coming from Kingsley Onyema, the father of Zarek Onyema. Uh, this entire team is legit. enemy is on fire. Boom's defense is on fire. And we, when Keontae returns, I smelt victory from the beginning at 600 ESPN El Paso. Very confident from Kingsley in this game. Sal, I, I would say that at the fir- at, at the end of the first half, I was a little worried about the Miners pulling this off when it kind of got to that 50-50 yeah. period. Um, you know, here, here's what I've kind of learned in this uh, six-game win streak. When the Miners have like a 50-50 ball game going into the final 15 minutes, if you're, if you're watching UTEP basketball, I challenge you to watch for this. The last 15 minutes, Golding will kind of take a signature timeout around, or he'll use that media a timeout around yeah. that 15-minute mark to get his guys to where they want uh, to close out the game. In this one, it was Alfred Hollins again closing out the game for the Miners, and they switched from Christian Agnew uh, to Jarrell Satterfield for mm-hmm. the final stretch. But I found it very interesting that they kind of locked down those final 15 minutes. That's been a trend in these past f- six wins uh, that we've seen from the Miners, and that fa- final 15 minutes, as long as they're within punching yeah. uh, puncher's reach, they'll hang in there. They'll try to win the game with with, uh, with with the, the game kind of hanging in the balance. Yeah, that that's what this team does every game. Runs, runs, runs. You know, they could go out on a big run. Another team could go out on a big run on them. So that is not the most important part of the game. It helps if you have more runs than the other team, of course, but they understand that there's a lot of time in a basketball game. 15 minutes is, is like an eternity for this basketball team to to get on a run themselves or even hold a, whoever it is they're playing on a scoring drought as well. So that's just the kind of a basketball team um, that, that UTEP is right now, a, a very streaky team, whether it's good or it's bad. And another thing too, Adrian, that, that I noticed with uh, the basketball team is today, in, a, in today's game rather, 
How about Rice catching fire near the end of both halves? Yeah, I, I, they I, did. I, you know, it was kind of like both halves were essentially the same. The only difference is UTEP was able to stretch out that lead to where Rice couldn't come back in the final stretch. So that that should be something to look into for sure. That's something they definitely got to work on. But, I mean, if they're, if they're living proof that you could get by in these kind of games, it doesn't have to be pretty. I mean, maybe that's just the kind of way that they like it as long as they have a chance. You know, Sal, something that uh, I was told earlier today, which was real interesting uh the rice head coach i I think he's scott para is if that's his name um i I might be wrong on that he what he got the job first he was actually at arizona state but he actually coached james harden back in high school he got a job at asu and then after that he got the rice job so it's funny he he's kind of followed james harden throughout his career he uh spent time (laughs) i guess you know while harden was in houston uh para was coaching the owls at, at the you know the highest level so I just think that's kind of interesting right there. You know, you have a Rice team who's feisty. They have some some real good players on their team. I wouldn't count this team out at all. Like, this is a good Rice team that could end up, uh, you know, end up playing the Miners in the conference tournament. You never know. So uh, yeah. just, want to, just want to mention that out there as well. And you know what, too? Uh, they'll, they'll have them a, another time throughout the uh, regular season. And funny you mentioned the, right. uh, the James Harden connection because uh, let, let me just look at this on the laptop real quick. So he had a high school uh, coaching career, of course, in Artesia in California, where James Harden is from, uh, or Artesia High School, let me, let me correct that, but also coached, guess where else? Where? Pennsylvania. And there's rumors of James Harden to the to the Sixers. We'll see what happens there. Is yeah, it going to come full 60? That's funny. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a really good one. And I didn't Ri- realize that. And Rice is in Houston, too. So, I mean, I don't know. There you go. Anthony Delgado tweets a show. The fact that Boom had three points and UTEP still won the game says a lot about the growth of this team. I think it says a lot about the growth of Sule. I mean, let's come on. Can we give Sule a little bit more credit because three points, but only attempt seven shots. That's the big. <laughs> that's the big number right there. And that what I'm really trying to emphasize is that Boom in this game realized that Rice was blanketing him. They they wanted to stop and shut down Boom no matter what. And uh, Boom didn't even try to get to the free throw line. This is one of the first games I can remember, uh, at least in a long time, from Sule Boom where he doesn't get to the free throw line at all. I mean, yeah. he was he had he didn't even attempt a single free throw, but he had four rebounds. He had three assists. He had a block, a steal, a, a really key steal, by the yeah, way, in 37 time. minutes of action. And I, man, Sule Boom was doing a great job on Travis Evie and Quincy Olivari. He did a great job on that backcourt. He's now become one of the best perimeter defenders on the minors. It's funny, like when Jamal Bienemy is uh, is strong on defense, Sule might be the strong guy on offense, and vice versa. You know, when uh, Jamal all the enemies hitting everything like tonight or today uh boom was the guy on defense yeah big time i mean th- those two guys another year together we're starting to see that chemistry work out and i love how you mentioned although he's going one for seven still had a good impact on the game i, I mean i think the difference between the one for seven just just offensively in terms of scoring okay uh, going one for seven tonight is really no different than him going you know four for 22 or something in another game the only difference is he didn't get to the free throw line tonight and when we look in the bigger picture now we're going to talk about the defense he's able to contribute on that defensive side he's also able to make the pass at the right time although he goes one for seven only three points finishes 
with five in the plus minus. How mm-hmm. often does that happen for anybody? So he's definitely expanding his game and also, uh, you know, having more command out there on the court. Rice was looking to shut him down. I mean, congratulations. He held him to three points, but that's just the the shooting the ball aspect. He was able to be effective in everywhere else of, of today's game. Eight eight zero five seven six three. That's our telephone number as we continue. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Uh, back to Twitter. It's Anthony, uh, excuse me, it's the instigator tweeting us. Great win, Miner but learn how to defend a big lead. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. you know best-case scenario for the Miners, but I understand that. The instigator, good tweet there. Ed McDonald, excuse me, Ed McDonald tweets the show, Hello, Biennemi is the undisputed leader of this team. His game is well-rounded, and he may have not peaked. Verhoeven is now consistent, and Holland's chemistry, confidence, coaches love this. Um, just touching on Holland's real quick, since you bring him up, Holland's is now, you know, ever since that buzzer beater, he's been on a nice tear for the Miners. 11 points today off the bench, 5 of 8 from the floor. He also chipped in with 5 rebounds. He had 2 assists. He had a steal in 21 minutes. I mean, talk about efficient for Alfred Hollins today, Sal. I know he missed some uh, easy bunnies that were pretty close to the basket, but you need somebody like that, like Alfred Hollins and uh, Jamari Sibley had a good game, but I, I give my uh, I give all the credit to Hollins for having the better game at the four position. Yeah, and you know what too? Uh, w- when I was talking about the veterans on the team earlier, that's another guy that that I left out. Alfred Hollins is a prime example of that. Uh, but to put up uh, eleven points. You also get five rebounds total in only 21 minutes of play. How many fouls? Only one foul to his credit. Great, great job by Holland today in uh, figuring out his role. We're gonna, we'll find out if he's gonna get some more minutes down the stretch. Uh, but either way, though, for him to be that effective tonight, I mean, a big, big reason in my opinion why the Miners won. But you look down the. Uh, you know, down the stat sheet, and they needed literally everybody tonight to get it done. So a true, true team win, but a big, big part of that, though, Alfred Hollins. Eight eight zero five seven six three. Yeah, Alfred Hollins, great game, exactly. And um, another thing that I wanted to mention on the, in this game, um, I, I do believe that uh, you know, just having somebody like Hollins to come in and relieve the minutes from uh-huh. Sibley, we talked about it, but those are the interchanging parts right there. It's either Hollins at the four position or Sibley at the four, and they're going to ride with that. And hey, Sibley in this game seven points good first half five rebounds three blocks Sal and two steals so you just want Sibley to I just want him to be aggressive on every possession that's where I have an issue with Sibley is some possessions I think he kind of takes off or you know he's just not as experienced as other guys so he kind of gets a little hidden at times so that that's all I would want from Jamari Sibley just Mm -hmm. be a little bit more aggressive man I I think it's uh uh, being more aggressive and being more decisive you know know what you're going to do when you get the ball And, and We saw earlier on in the season people were kind of ragging on him for, hey, it's there, why aren't you attacking? Or, hey, so-and-so's open, pass it, what's taking you so long? We're starting to see him make better decisions in in a quicker amount of time than before, which is a a big thing because we know that possessions are are extremely, extremely valuable. So the the quicker he is to make a good decision, the better off this team is. 8805763, back to Twitter. Let's keep it going. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Ed McDonald follows it up by saying, Break it down. Who are the players on the first to five, uh, first five to seven rotating that are actually Joe Golding's transfers, and who are the players from the previous coaches? Break it down. Both parts are presently synchronized. Okay, let's break it down. We'll do it for you, uh, Ed. And you know, UTEP kind of runs. They've shown uh, recently that they'll, they'll run a little bit deeper in their bench. But we'll go. We'll just reel it off. Sule Boom. That's Rodney Terry's uh, recruit. Titus Verhoeven, Rodney Terry, Jamari Sibley, Joe Golding. 
You have uh, Jarrell Satterfield, Joe Golding, Jamal Bienemy, uh Rodney Terry, Christian Agnew, Rodney Terry, Emmanuel White, Rodney Terry, uh, Bonky Maring. He's not in the rotation. I'm not going to count him. Alfred Hollins, Joe Golding, Zarek Onyema, Rodney Terry. So you're talking about one, two, three, four, uh, five, six, six guys who are in the from Rodney Terry who are in his rotation. And then from the Joe Golding rotation, one, two, Three, three guys in the Joe Golding rotation. So that's kind of how it breaks down, Sal. Um, you you don't have it synchronized. You actually have a little bit more guys on the Roddy Terry side. Seven yeah. guys in the rotation if you're also counting Keontae Kennedy. Yeah, I, I mean, I understand that. But also at the end of the day, for them to stick around with uh, with the new coach, I think that says something about Joe Golding as well. I know people, rag, people rag on the transfer portal all the time, and I get it. But, I mean, if, if, we're, if we're keeping it real, UTEP loses Bryson Williams, which is a big loss. Uh, but you, you just named all those guys right there. Yeah, UTEP won the transfer portal, in my opinion, if they're able to keep that amount of players and if they're performing the way that they are this season. I think that's a win in UTEP's book. Yeah, they had to re-recruit them. That's been well uh-huh. documented uh, throughout this whole season. So I'm with you on that, Sal. That definitely took a lot to to go out and re-recruit those guys. Kenny yeah. Onyema says, Jamal is insane, man. Yeah, he really is. Uh, Joe Chacon tweets the show, don't know which one of you said it, but you mentioned the end of the Old Dominion game that could be what turns around this season around six games later you may have nailed it glad to see we have more weapons emerging hashtag repping from cali now hashtag brock is my og at sal at 600 espn el paso i don't remember who said that sal but i i do remember one of us said that yeah i can't remember either i'm gonna go back and listen we were just excited that Utah was able to win another game and add to the win streak. Uh, I think we both said it, if we're being honest, probably on different episodes. Uh, but, yeah, he's absolutely right. You get a game like that. and um, I think you may have said it. I think you may have said uh, this one. Uh, I'll say that you said it that way. We both it could be a compliment fest. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I mean, yeah, it's it's a big big win for the miners, and that was the start of this six game win streak. And if you can overcome a deficit like that, an environment like that, that's when you start to look in the mirror and really say, hey, anything is possible in uh, in league play if you can do that on the road. Uh, how about this next three game uh-huh. stretch for the miners? North Texas, Marshall, Louisiana Tech. Oh, that's going to be tough. Uh, I think we we mentioned it. Uh, we we kind of reeled off the uh, the final nine game stretch, and I have uh, UTEP defeating Marshall. It'll be a tough one. Marshall's a, a I think they have a win over uh, UAB. If I'm not yes, mistaken. that's right. And also, uh, I, I think with uh, North Texas, I called that one a loss, and then uh, Louisiana Tech, I called that one a win because I see them splitting with La Tech. Uh, but I can't remember the rest of the games that I have. So right now, Marshall is eight and fourteen. Right now, uh, in conference play, they haven't been that great. Great. They're uh, they're right now. It seems like they uh, just they're playing actually Charlotte today, which yeah. is going to be a tough game for Ooh, them to win. I have the score right here. Actually, yeah, it's it's not looking good at all for Marshall. Fifty five to uh, oh, just refresh eighty eight sixty four. It's final Charlotte wow. over Marshall. Yeah, there you go. That that just tells you right there. Um, and then you know you, you look a little bit further in their schedule before they play the minors. They take on Florida International. Uh, maybe. Maybe the Thundering Herd can get that win, but I'm not sure about that one against the Miners. I, I'm kind of I'm I'm totally with you on that, Sal. I think UTEP can win against Marshall. Uh, that Law Tech game will be telling. That'll be a, a, a fun one because yeah. that one's out in Ruston. And uh, let's be honest, um, Louisiana.
Louisiana Tech hasn't played that great. They lost to North Texas. They lost to Florida Atlantic, who the Miners beat. And they just lost to Florida Atlantic on Thursday. So let's see if they can beat Florida International today. That should be an expected win for the Bulldogs to get. So, yeah, that, that kind of um, you know that, that kind of rounds out how the Miners will fare or see their next three games uh, for this next stretch. 880-5763, our telephone number as we continue. Uh, keeping, he, keeping it rolling on Twitter, this is from Steven Adiola. Safe to say UTEP men's basketball ha- finally has a coach that these kids needed at Joe Golding. Herman Flores tweets us, uh, hope he gets better, or actually hope he gets well soon, talking about Pinky's brother. Yeah, definitely. I hope your brother gets better too, Pinky, and I know, and I know you guys are listening in on our app, so I appreciate that. Lugal tweets us, Jamal Bienemy had an amazing game, no doubt about it, but minor fans that were critical of Titus Verhoeven need to give him credit as he's played much better in the last three or four games. It's been a while since we've had a win streak on the road. Good win. Yeah, I mean, when's the last time UTEP has had back-to-back road wins, Sal? That's a that would be a in, stat in, in itself. In, in any stretch, right? Right, in, in any stretch, yeah. And, and while Forget we're on conference play, while we're on the topic of Titus Verhoeven, I know that there's that stat out there of uh, UTEP is undefeated when he scores ten points or more. And speaking of ten, let's pause ten seconds for station identification. You're listening to Minor Talk on 600 ESPN El Paso. That's why you're the man, Sal. Appreciate that. Let's keep it rolling. Uh, Bryce Chauvin tweets the show, I thought Boom did a good job of not forcing it and feeding it to the hot man, JB. Verhoeven did a good job inside on their big man, and he missed about six or seven or or eight points at close range. Mm -hmm. Make them gimmies, and he got about 20 um, picks up the golden era. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think... Verhoeven's defense against Fiedler is the difference of this game. I really do. I think Fiedler is the difference of it uh, because in in previous games, I think the Miners lose this one uh, if this one was earlier this year because the Miners simply allowed way too many points in the paint, and Fiedler was trying to do that in this one, but the Miners wouldn't let him. Yeah, he had a field day last year when he played against UTEP. Yeah, he UTEP. killed UTEP. Yeah. And uh, I think that's something that, you know, Titus Verhoeven definitely took personally, but also something that Coach Golding has studied. And another thing, too, I was uh, I was listening or I was watching the uh, the Abilene Christian against Texas uh, March Madness game over here uh, throughout, the, uh, throughout the basketball game, and you can even hear Coach Golding on the broadcast. But aside from that, though, one of the big keys was uh, the big man play by, uh, by Abilene Christian. They were able to get some buckets near the cup that were hard to get, and we're kind of seeing that take form right now where the big man is starting to, to make its presence known on this basketball team. And I say big man, we know it's Titus, but there's going to be more guys coming and who are going to need to step up in addition to Titus. Yeah, and it's got to be Zerko Nyema. It's got to be yeah. guys like Kevin Kalu who who step up off the bench. Those are going to be the guys who are going to have to uh, rise up to that occasion. Joe Guzman tweets us, congrats on this awesome six-game win streak. Go Miners at Coach Joe Golding. Yeah, everybody's pretty high on this one after this victory for the Miners uh, over the, the Rice Owls. We're going to take another timeout right now. When we come back, we're going to hand out some awards and wrap things up. Look, look at head to Monday as the Miners take on the Mean Green. If you would like to talk about this game with us, give us a call 880-5763. That's our telephone number as we continue. Miner Talk continues after this. We're presented by the Oscar Addy at the Agency right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, welcome back. Miner Talk is live. 
Sal Montes, Adrian Bratis, we're taking you through the final segment here. Miners win 72-70. We're presented by the Oscar Arrieta Agency. Seven locations across El Paso. Just go to OscarArrietaAgency.com and find the location nearest you. You can stop in and check them out. For all your home, auto, life, or commercial business insurance, contact the Oscar ID at the agency here in El Paso. Uh, a lot of minor fans very excited after this one. If you'd like to talk about it with us, now's the time to do it. 880-5763 as Minor Talk continues. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Um, Sal, I, I feel like everybody's been generally positive about this win for the Miners. How could yeah. you not? I think the only knock Miners fa- Minor fans had were, you know, just, just close it out a little bit better. I mean, don't let Rice come come back late in the game and I think UTEP will clear, clean things up like that I mean even when Rice made it close with just five seconds left I really didn't have much faith that the Owls would really come back yeah. I think that was a, a stretch to think that way yeah and it played out that way because of the uh the free throw that was made to make the lead four uh to put UTEP up by four so once that was in it, it was kind of like you could uh you could let that air out. You, you could finally start to uh, to be regular again. So I think as soon as the Miners were up by four, everything was pretty much in the bag. So I get it, but ultimately that, that final rice bucket, it, it's really just cosmetic. Yeah, I'm with you on that one totally, Sal. Uh, let's get to some awards here on the show. Hot Hand of the Game Award presented by Wind Supply El Paso. We could go Alfred Holland, Sal, who had 11 points. We could go mm-hmm. Titus Verhoeven, who had 12. We could even go with somebody like Jamari Sibley, who had seven early points in the first half. Uh, who are we going with on this one, Sal? It, it's tough because are we really going away from JB, who had 36 uh, the the only way it's tough is you're, if you're on Rice and you have to defend Jamal the enemy because that's the man that we have tonight. I mean, 36 points, the f- most points, uh, uh, or the the first 36 point performance since Stephon Jackson did it. And by the way, too, before we speak more on JB, which is uh, this is an incredible accomplishment to get to the 30 point club, a 30 piece nugget, but. When we're looking back at the record book, Stephon Jackson with 15 30-point games. That man was a monster. He's the number one uh, all-time leading scorer uh, in UTEP men's basketball history for a reason. Uh, so I just wanted to throw that out there in case you guys forgot who DJ was. Uh, but with uh, Jamal Biennemi, incredible, incredible performance tonight. But he put the team on his back far beyond the uh, the scoring. You know, he was able to get to get seven rebounds to his credit tonight and then also uh, dish out four assists and be solid on defense with three steals but only two fouls. So big, big credit to JB. JB, our hot hand of the game, presented by Wind Supply El Paso. You can keep everyone warm, comfortable, and toasty with a new champion furnace from Wind Supply El Paso. Man, I needed Wind Supply El Paso this past week. It was freezing. Oh, Wind man. Supply El Paso, the official ch- supplier of champion heating and cooling products. And to locate your nearest champion dealer, visit the Find a Dealer tab at windsupplyelpaso.com. Player of the game, no question about it. Keith Southwest brings it to us every single basketball game here on Minor Talk. Jamal enemy Sal. What a game he had. Yeah, it has to be. Guy was able to affect the uh, the game in so many different ways, and we've seen him do it a number of times, but tonight, or today, we're stuck on this. I keep on saying tonight. We're not used to these early games, but uh, yeah, just a great, exactly right. great performance by Jamal enemy and we're seeing him grow every single game. We'll see what he could do on Monday night. I'm excited. Jamal enemy our player of the game, presented by Keith Southwest, who delivers the best precision metal components for businesses throughout the world, all made here in El Paso. 
From prototype to manufacturing 50 million pieces, Keats Southwest is a trusted partner for worldwide uh, aerospace, automotive, appliance, electronics, military, medical, and many more compliances throughout the world, all made here in El Paso. Learn more about Keats Southwest online today at KeatsSW.com. 8805763 that's our telephone number as we continue sal as we turn the page and look over to north texas on monday six o'clock start for this one we'll have countdown to tip off following yeah. sports talk 530 what's the what's the case that the miners win this game north texas top team in conference usa give me the case for the miners winning this one uh for them to, to win this one they're gonna have to not turn the ball over force a lot of turnovers. Uh, we know that North Texas offense is, is a monster in its own, so they're going to have to try their best. I, I don't want to say stop because that's not it's not possible by anybody, but they're going to have to try their best to slow down North Texas and uh, get some of those ugly buckets, win the 50-50 balls. Uh, I think they're going to have to keep it somewhere uh, you know, in the mid-60s to, to have a chance. If North Texas gets off running, it could be a long, long night, but I do think uh, the Miners have the ability on defense to give themselves a puncher's chance. I'm going to be honest. If they keep it low scoring, if the Miners can find a way to protect the paint and, and at least yeah. keep the rebound margin close – Maybe this game does get close, and maybe it's a 50-50 game down the stretch, and if it's that, if that's the case, if the Miners can try to pull one off, great. If not, then it's kind of what history has shown us, right? Yeah. I mean, North Texas typically kills UTEP when the Miners play over there in Denton. It's just a yeah. tough place for UTEP to win at. Yeah, Super Pit is extremely tough, and the good news for the Miners, you get two cracks at this team. So, That's right. And let me ask you this too, Adrian. Would you agree that the lower the, the score is, the better chance that the Miners win? 100%. Have to I agree. That's the biggest key, I think. You you make this – the way that the Miners win, it's 52-50. That's how they win. You know, it's a low-scoring, <laughs> ugly type of game, and it's 52-50. They win in the last minute. Now, if North Texas brings us to 60 or 70, I see them out shooting the Miners and then kind of securing the win at home. Uh, that could be the case also too, uh, I think. I think it's all about uh, the mentality as well. I mean, UTEP goes into this one with a six-game win streak. I mean, which side are you on? Are you on the side of, hey, they're feeling really good, you know, that momentum is continuing? Or would you say, hey, six-game win streak, it could be getting to their heads. How are they going to approach it? Then also you look at North Texas, undefeated in conference play. They may blow out UTSA for all we know tonight. Will they go into that one overconfident against UTEP? Or will it be business as usual? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I look at Middle Tennessee, who who's kind of on par with the Miners, kind of. They uh, North Texas beat Middle Tennessee seventy to sixty three. That was back on January eighth. So maybe that's a game you can kind of look back and reference. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, the other home games that uh, North Texas had, you know, at home against Old Dominion, killed them uh, sixty nine fifty six. They beat uh, Charlotte at home sixty five fifty one. Killed them fourteen point win at home. They just they dominate teams at home when they're at the super pit. Yeah. So let's see what happens today against UTSA. I predict they kill them. And then the minor game on Monday, that's really the first test they've had at home since that Middle Tennessee win that they had. And before that, Sal, just two days before that win that they beat uh, Middle Tennessee in, they lost to UAB at home 69-63. So maybe that's kind of the recipe right there. Beat a, beat a team like that. Yeah, if they could do that. I mean, now we get to see what this team is truly made of. And, and I'm, uh, this is unrelated, I guess kind of related, but I'm just looking at the schedule. <laughs> and check this out. Beginning on Monday, there will be one, two, 
three days in a row where there will be Conference USA action. Of course, Monday, wow. Monday being the first one, three games on tap. Tuesday, you'll have a Old Dominion at Florida Atlantic. And then Thursday, of course, we know that's where things pick back up. Uh, of course, UTEP doesn't play that day uh, on the uh, on February 10th, but uh, you'll get five Conference USA games. So a lot of Conference USA basketball played this week. Oh, most definitely, Sal. What a stretch for it is for Conference USA hoops. Hey, uh, that will pretty much do it for us here on the show today. Sal, we'll see what happens Monday. What, any a gut prediction? Anything? Any chance UTEP wins it? Um, there's a chance, uh, but I don't think it's going to be in this game. I have them getting the uh, the next one at the Haskins Center. Me too. I have them beating Marshall, not beating North Texas, but we'll talk to you then after Monday here on Minor Talk. If you missed any of Minor Talk, you can check us out on the 600 ESPN El Paso podcast channel just look up miter talk wherever you get your podcast and uh, you can check that out as well for sal montes i'm adrian brada saying so long thank you so much for listening to miner talk as utep defeats rice 72 to 70 we're presented by the oscar idea at the agency right here on 600 espn el paso